0: Radioinfluence.com Welcome, 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 welcome back to Life in a Fast Lane, hosted by me, your boy, Mr. Black Moses. How's everybody doing out there this week? How is everyone doing? I hope that you are doing grand Your boy, Mr. Black Moses, I'm doing grand. We made it through another week, y'all. We made it through another week. And here we are, here we are. Holiday weekend, 4th of July. I want to wish everybody a happy 4th of July weekend. And, you know, I hope that you all are doing well, grand, are safe, healthy. I'm sending positive vibes. I'm sending good energy to all my riders and, and riders' families and riders' friends with the whole global riding community to be doing grand. Um, listen, man, listen. I uh I wanted to I wanted to let everybody know that the hard knocks moto coffee is blowing up, man. Ha <laughs> ha Oh, man, I am so, so happy that, uh, I, I, you know, the coffee is doing grand, like the coffee is doing grand. Um, I want to thank all of you, my, 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 my family, my riders, my supporters, my beloved, uh, For for helping your boy out and and spreading the word about Hard Knocks Moto Coffee and the whole brand itself, so please 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 continue continue continue. Uh, If you are a coffee drinker, please 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 check it out. Uh, We've got a couple of different blends, couple different roasts. Uh, You know, it's it's something for everybody. It's available in you know whole beans, uh, uh, ground espresso. We've got some K cups up on the site as well. And that's in addition to, uh, some quote unquote inspirational mugs. (laughs) Um, so please check that out and apparel, you know, we have apparel up there. We have ladies apparel. Uh, we have of course the fellows apparel as well. We've got some kid items up there as well. Some for the children, something for the children, black Moses, love the kids. So, uh, please, please, please take an opportunity when you can taking that, you know, look out for the cookout, hardknoxmoto.com, www.hardknoxmoto.com. And for the month of July, for the month of July, we are offering free shipping, free shipping. When you get to uh, to the checkout, type in code, all lowercase, one word, free shipping, Uh, and that will waive all your shipping costs. And yeah, we ship right to you. We ship the coffee to you, your apparel to you, all your items ship right to you. You don't even have to leave your couch. Let's keep it a thousand. You don't have to leave your couch. You dig? So everybody that has been supporting, uh, Hard Knocks Moto, if you're, if you're supporting Hard Knocks Moto, you're supporting your boy, Mr. Black Moses and Black Moses appreciates that. You dig? (laughs) Welcome to life in the fast lane. Y'all let's ride. listen man listen i finally got back to the track this past week and man i tell you i tell you you don't realize how i think there's two instances when you realize how much you miss something uh One of them is when you, you know, you think about it all the time because you haven't been able to do it, participate in it, see it, touch it, taste it, smell it. And you start to long for it. You start to yearn for it. And that's how I was feeling about, you know, being on track. You know, and I ride often, you know, I ride like just about every other day Uh but there's something about riding on the track that just, you know, and we've talked about that. We've talked about that incredible feeling of riding your motorcycle on the track. Um so that that's one aspect of it. When you when you start to, you know, yearn for it. Another aspect of it is once you actually get back to it and you remember all, all the good vibes all the good feelings that come back to you. You're just like, Oh my God, this is what I've been missing. This is what I've been needing in my life. Where have you been? That, that is actually I experienced both of them (laughs) at the same damn time. Um, I was, you know, and shout out, shout out to my family at New Jersey Motorsports Park. Uh, shout out to my family at N2 track days. Um, It was, it was such a, it was just a grand day. It was a grand day uh, in Millville, New Jersey. Uh, And, you know, it was, it was just some good times, good times. The, the, I had great sessions, Um, always the ever student, the ever student I am. I uh, constantly looking to improve working on my body position. I'm a big boy. Your boy, Mr. Black Moses, I'm a big boy. You dig what I'm saying? I'm a big man, big man. Um, you know, I have, (laughs) I have some significant dimensions to (laughs) my body. Um, and so, you know, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just big body. That's just the way I'm cut. That's the way God made me. Um, and it's the way my life, my wife loves me. So (laughs) I'm not changing. The, uh, the point is, is that for me being on the bike, it, it's, an, it's, an, it's, a, it's a loving process of how to just be better. That's what life, it's a metaphor for life. You, if you can be better, if you can do better, you should do better. If you don't, it's just stupid and a waste. So if you can make improvements or, or one of my favorite sayings is progression always in always, you dig? So, However you can progress or make progress, you should do that. If you're not doing it, then what are you doing? Think about it. Um, so for me, being on the track, uh, and I'm 45, man, I'm 45. And, you know, shout out to the dudes over. It's, it's it's a lot of young whippersnappers out there at the track. I see y'all. I see y'all getting it in. Um, but there's a lot of, uh, of people of mine in my age group and up that are out there getting busy. And I just want to get, look, the youngins, I see y'all. Everybody see y'all. But I want to give a shout out to, I'm not going to say the old heads, because I will be considering myself an old head. All right, let me give a shout out to myself and the rest of the old heads that are out there <laughs> at the track getting it in. Um, and you know what, though? Here's the beautiful thing about that. Here's the beautiful thing about that. And, and I'm getting to a point because I had an epiphany I was telling my wife that I had an epiphany after the track day, which was on Monday. And then me riding me going out for my, my regular daily, you know, blast, uh, in the streets. Um, I had an epiphany. So before I get to the epiphany, I want to talk about what I, what, what, what I appreciate about the mix of age groups and, it's interesting to see how the young ones who were out there shout out to my nephew uh, the killer cam that and people have asked is that your real nephew yes yes killer cam is my real nephew he is the son of my older brother Gregory who I've talked about on the show and Gregory taught me how to ride so being a rider just runs in our blood it's real it's it's real bloodline stuff we're talking about Um, he was there uh shout out to Blondie Moto Vlogs. Uh she was there as well. That was her first track day. Was Killer Cam's second track day and they just mashed it up. They just came through with like they were beasts. Both of them were beasts. Um very proud of both of them. Um but they are if let, let's say that that is we'll use them as the example of the younger generation and these are two th- that generation I don't want to classify them as hooligans but there's a lot of hooliganism and there's nothing wrong with hooliganism because I am an avid hooliganism person writer I participate in some shenanigans every now and again um but to see that generation who if you look at their content on social media there is a lot of I'm going to say someone might say questionable activities um questionable riding habits Um, very entertaining, but highly questionable. And, you know, just because something is, uh, very entertaining doesn't mean that it's appropriate. Um, but if you can find entertainment in anything, okay, I guess there's, there's the value in that. My point is for those, for that group, and I'm using my nephew and, uh, Blondie as examples that for what the content that they created, watch their content shift. If they've been doing all this street stuff and back roads and all kinds of uh, content for their social media platforms, watch how their content will begin to shift to track focus or track centered uh, content. The it, it was very evident, very evident that their focus is shifting toward the track, which is grand. That's grand. That's the point of it. That's the point of it. Um, it's just all, and we've talked about this on the show before. Um, but to to exemplify the to the 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 environment of the track, it's it's safer. You can go faster. You don't have to worry about the cops trying to run you down. You don't have to worry about small woodland creatures. It's South Jersey. So you may have you may encounter a small woodland creature from time to time that loses its way and, you know, jumps off across the track. But that's few and far between. The point is, there is one job that you have to do at the track, and that is to focus on your riding. You technically do not have to worry about any other foreign objects or entities Interacting or disrupting your ride, and that is just an incredible, incredible, incredible feeling. Uh, once you realize that you all you have to do is ride, or all you have to, all you you have you're at leisure to focus on your ride. So, for that generation to shift gears, so to speak (pun intended), uh, <laughs> to to shift gears and refocus their riding journey. Especially at such a younger age, not young, young, but a younger age, you know, early 20s, uh, that that to be able to find not I'm not going to say a new purpose, but find an additional purpose in their bike life is is amazing to watch as someone who is older, an old head, so to speak, um, and knowing all the seat time that I've had that I have. Uh, The experiences that I've had riding all over the world, riding in different conditions, riding on different tracks, riding on different back roads and twisties and streets and all of this. And it took me, you know, all this, all this time, all this time. I just love the ride. I don't care. Give me the keys, the bike. I'm out. I'm gone. at the track. And I'm getting to my point. I'm getting to my epiphany. Hang with me. I'm getting to my epiphany. I'm getting, I, I I feel that at the track day on Monday, seeing the old heads and the youngers and the in-betweeners, and it's just, uh, it was very inspirational. It was very inspirational to see the genuine love for riding, the genuine love for motorcycles, the genuine love for the life. And it didn't matter how old or how young everybody was there to ride the best that they could ride and take notes and learn and appreciate and just, you know, and I want to give us I want to make a special note, special note, special note, shout, special shout out to New Jersey Motorsports Park Um as mentioned on the show before, some tracks never closed down during the pandemic. New Jersey was one of the tracks that, you know, fell victim to the shutdown. And they just recently reopened. So, of course, during this track the CDC guidelines were in full effect. New Jersey guidelines were in full effect. Um, so social distancing, uh, mask, all those things were in effect. And you know what? I'm not going to, I'm not, this, is, this isn't a political show. We talk about motorcycles and I don't give a damn. Um, wearing a mask, look, it's not a big deal to me because I wear a helmet most of the time anyway. So <laughs> if you are a rider, I would hope that you wouldn't give a damn about wearing a mask because you wear a helmet or you should be wearing a helmet 90% of the time. It doesn't, just, just put it on, who cares? If it allows us to get back to the get back Let's just get to the get back. Okay. Less bitching, more riding. And that's what I wanted to say. Thank you to New Jersey for figuring out and working with their, uh, their local law and legislative legislative and, you know, politicians and governors and gubernatorials and what have you to be able to open the track up and allow us to get back to the riding. So thank you, New Jersey Motorsports Park. Uh, So, I'm getting to the epiphany. I'm getting there. Hang, 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 hang in there with me. So to see all these different riders of different levels, abilities and skills riding, it, it, it just it was very grand. It was very grand. And I realized that one, I'm how much I missed. It was my first track day since the end of last year. I think my last track day was it was at New Jersey. Um it might have been in October. Maybe I think it was like it was it, I think it was late or mid October. Um which is on the east coast, you know, when the season starts to wind down. So uh for me, for me, it was just great to be back out there. Um I had a great day. I went fast. Um <laughs> Uh, I, you know, you just and I, you know, and of course, I made some improvement. There's pro- there was progress. There's always progress, and as as long as I've been riding twenty plus years, there's always progress to be made. Um, so now, the epiphany, the epiphany. This is what happened. This is what happened. Go to the track day, have grand time, go fast, make progress, more progress. Uh, I come home. Next day, I go for a quick ride. Nothing major. Quick blast. Shum, shum. Come back in. And it was different. It was different. Let me mention that I was riding my 2014 Ducati Panigale 1199S, which is a rocket. And I realized that you know, things were just different. It, she didn't feel different. It wasn't me that was different. It wasn't the bike that was different. It was just the the air was different. I didn't think much more of it. Uh, next thing, I go back out, go back out, shoom shoom, do my blast, and then I definitely noticed the difference. And I tried to embrace it while it was happening. And here's the epiphany that occurred. I am not going to go, while I could, fully capable of, I am not going to go any faster on the streets than I've already gone. In relationships, in relationship to how fast I go on the track, I'm not going to go as fast on the street as I go on the track. And it wasn't disappointment. It was a realization that, wow, okay. It wasn't a letdown, but it just kind of felt different. It felt different. And I'm 45. And I realized that, you know what? Yeah, could I go as fast on the street as I do on the track? Yes, I could. But the risk factor quadruples, quadruples, whatever, multiplied by a million. The risk factor increases. It jumps. It leaps. It just it becomes a question of why, why, why push it? Why push it on the street when there's a place and a time for that speed? The track. So my epiphany, my epiphany was that I'm going to completely convert my 2014 Ducati Panigale S1199 to, for track duty. It's, it, that's what's going to happen. Now, I have other bikes. I have my my other dealing option is my 2016 XD um, and, I, you know, and as a member of press, I, I have a bevy of, you know, bikes that are sent to me for testing and review. So I will still see plenty of street action and it kind of is looped into me realizing what's going on in the streets and just what's happening with people's level of aggression in cages, the cars, the four wheels, that whole community They are upset and I don't know if they're upset because they just realized that they're rolling around in cages, Um, (laughs) but they are very aggressive and very upset and they just don't give a damn about two wheels. Um, With that being said, I still have, you know, I have my my fleet of motorcycles that I that will allow me to that will allow me to satisfy my street riding urges. My ex-Diavo S is basically a detuned super bike that they put in. It's basically, yeah, a barely detuned super bike that they put into a cruiser frame. Shout out to Ducati, my family. Thank you. Um, <laughs> and she gets up and goes and does everything that I need her to do, want her to do. So you know, nothing is lacking in that department as well. In, in you know, as far as that goes. So, um, and then I also have something new, new coming very soon. We'll be talking about that later in a couple of weeks. (laughs) Um, Let's just say, uh, let's just say it rhymes with uh, the s'mores and it's Italian. Oh, no, better, better, better. It's Italian and it rhymes with the s'mores. You dig? Anyway. Uh, that's soon, that's soon coming soon. Come soon. Come the, uh, that that's where I'm at, man. At 45, I'm, 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 I'm not, I'm never going streets are not dead. Streets aren't dead, but the track is alive and kicking, man. And that's, you know, I don't know if it's my level of maturity where I am at in life. With, you know, being a father, being a husband, uh, I'm just right now and I just if there's going to be a risk taken, I'd rather take that risk in the safest environment possible. And being a strategic dice roller, I have to give myself the best options to win the best options to win at the rate of speed that we travel on these machines the best option for me, for me is the track. I'm not, you know, I, I get on the highway, you know, I can I can get on the highway and kill it. Boom, triple digits. That's, that's fine. But for me, what I really enjoy is about finding my rhythm, finding my flow, you know, uh, do the twisties, through turns, entry, apex, exits. Those are the things that you know, rolling on the throttle, braking and figuring out the science and the mechanics and the engineering of just being a smooth rider. OK, shout out to Sade, smooth operator. That's <laughs> my old head. I know. Um, <laughs> but being a smooth operator of the machine, that's what I, I find my joy in that. Um, hanging off the bike and, and and you know body position and all those things and, and working controls. When you're on the highway, a lot of times it's a lot of just straight runs, so there's not a lot of opportunity to really get into the physicality of being. And you know, I get it, I get it. But you, if you know you know what I'm saying, you know what I'm saying. You're not, you know, you're not hanging off the bike in a straight. You might, you, if you find some great on ramps and off ramps, yeah, okay, absolutely, but. Uh, as far as the majority of highway runs, you get your speed, but your trade off is the actual rhythm, finding the physicality of the ride. Most, a lot of it's just a lot of straight runs with, with some slight bends. So, and maybe, maybe a few curves here and there, but nothing major. It, you know, on the back roads, or, you know, if you want to say twisties, you have foreign objects that you have to deal with. You have the car, and we've talked about this, cars and animals and p- pedestrians. And sometimes, you know, just just life, you know, <laughs> life gets in the way. But on the track is you have minimized the risk as much as possible, as much as humanly possible. And, and with that, you can then, with the risk lowered, your level of you can just pretty much just take off, you can be a rocket and that to me is you know, that's that's the epiphany that's it, that's where I'm at man and again, it doesn't mean I'm giving up it doesn't mean you're not going to see me out on the streets I'll be out there, I'll be out there you know Um, but even in that, I still enjoy my solo runs, I'm not people are still asking me about the shut the city down ride. And uh, you know, they are, some people are still upset, but it's one of those things where I've always felt that if people want to do it, they can do it. You know, I, I, I did I put it together for 10 plus years? Yes. Did I orchestrate the, you know, all the deals and with the police and the city and the highways and byways and traffic? Yeah, I did all that, but If somebody wants to do it, their version of it or that, that's totally fine. You know, shut the city down, cheesesteak run. That's your boy, Mr. Black Moses. Ask anybody. That's Philly history. That's Philly bike life history right there. Your boy did that. Me, that's who. So, um, (laughs) but that's, you know, that part of me, and it's part of growing up. It's part of progression. It's part of maturing and finding new challenges. And for me right now, if I've done all, not all, but I've done 90% of, to 90 to 99% of all the things on the street that I can do. And if there's nothing left on the streets for me to conquer, I still enjoy it. But as a human, I'm looking for a new challenge. And as much energy that I've put into my street riding I feel that if I put more energy, that same amount of energy, if not more, into my track riding, who knows what can happen, you know, onward and upward. You dig, that's where your boy is. That's where your boy is. And I encourage you, I encourage you, I bet, bet money that if you've been to the track already, you know what I'm talking about. And a lot of you may may even be struggling with the, you know, with the decision to. Make that move, you know. Not everybody is, I understand, not everybody is as fortunate as I am to be able to say, you know, I still have my other bikes for street. You know, I mean, it, it's a to convert your bike to track, you know, it can be a task, it can be a task. Um, and so to go back and forth between street and track, not everybody wants to do that. A lot of people just want to get on your bike and go, and I get that. And I'm fortunate enough that I have. Uh, additional rides, I have my other street rides that will allow me to, if I want to go for a blast, boom, I can do that. But the track, you know, taking taking one of my street machines and converting her for track duty is, you know, I'm looking forward to that and I'm looking forward to see what's next. I'm looking forward to, and, and keep it 1,000, I've never taken taken my Panagalli my gallon on the track I've always been on a uh, a press bike a loner uh, I've had my 748 on the track um I've had other machines on the track I've you know demo bikes but I've never had my personal galling on the track and I'm excited I'm excited to see what she can do like if, you know knowing what we knowing what she and I have done in these streets. <laughs> Knowing what she and I have done. In these streets. Uh, I'm excited to see. How we're going to get on. And uh, what we're going to do. On the track. You dig? Track life baby. Track life. Holla at your boy. Well that's our show for this week. Listen man. Please follow the show on Instagram. At Life in the Fast Lane official on Twitter at L I T F L official and on Facebook at Life in the Fast Lane podcast. Please hit that like, hit that subscribe, drop a review, drop a comment, hit that share button. Black Moses appreciates you. We'll be right back here next Friday with an all new episode of Life in the Fast Lane hosted by me, your boy, Mister Black Moses. I'm gone. <laughs> This is a Landry football quick fix on Radio
1: Influence. The Patriots are always looking for bargains, always looking for opportunities of no risk deals. This is a no risk deal for the Patriots. Not a low risk, a no risk as in N.O. Cam Newton, certainly with health issues, was trying to look to see if there was a starting opportunity and a salary commensurate with that, and he couldn't find. As he began to look around, there were some people that were at least floating ideas and perhaps backup roles, and money that was not, while not officially offered, was at least in discussion. Make no mistake that Cam Newton was not interested in the contract that he got with the Patriots with another team, be it the Jaguars, be it the Bears, be it the Chargers and a couple of others, it wasn't, in his eyes, a fit. He sees it as an opportunity to rejuvenate his career and earn another contract after this year somewhere else. For New England, we know they like Jared Stidham. We don't know. They don't know how good he can be. Time will tell. That's a, there's no like, they got an answer. It's a secret. No one knows. It's, you have a feel, you like them, you think there's potential, you think it could really work out, but you don't know. It's a developmental process, so it takes time to develop. You think when you get ready to make a nice meal, you think this is going to be good. I've made this dish before. Sometimes you overseason it, it's not as good as the other time. You, know, you never quite know, do you?
0: The Landry Football Podcast with veteran scout and coach Chris Landry can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, and
1: RadioInfluence.com.